Welcome to Is This Good, the show where we boldly, conclusively, and scientifically decide what things in this big, wide world are good. I'm Matt Austin, and with me, as always, is production powerhouse Jason Doyle. Hello! Hi, JD. And he's an actor. He's a producer. He's a stand-up comedian with his own Netflix special. He's written on beloved comedies like Parks and Rec, The Kroll Show, The Good Place, and Hacks. He has a merch store where you can purchase condoms with his face on them. He's everyone's favorite internet scamp, the king of content, Joe Mandy. Joe, welcome to Is This Good? Wow, thank you. Actor first. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, you know, some people may know you from your role on Modern Family. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Mostly TSA agents. Is that where people. you get recognized yeah, that's most? Yeah, most, mostly from that, from that show, yeah. Um, any feedback from people purchasing the condoms? I should do a, um, like, a sort of discount sale, like, that I think the expiration date's fastly approaching, so we gotta get rid of these condoms <laughs> before... <laughs> It's okay, Joe. I'll use them. Send them to me. Yeah, you're free. They're all yours, man. (laughs) Flash sale on on condoms at joemandy.com. What what is your best-selling piece of merch out of curiosity? I made a uh, sort of a lawn sign that mimics the um, we believe like water is water or whatever. (laughs) Um, But it's all about how good the movie Michael Clayton is. And I've sold many, many uh, Michael Clayton lawn signs this year. Yeah, those are amazing, and they yeah. confuse the shit out of me because everyone has, like, the in this house we believe, you know, love is love, right, <laughs> water right. is water. Um, but every time I see one, for some reason, I think it's going to be the Michael Clayton sign, which <laughs> I, I mean, the chances, yeah. the chances of that happening are much slimmer than it being the, the classic. Uh, I know, but, it, but you'll be surprised. They're, 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 they're all over the country. It's a slow, yeah. it's a slow building movement. If I see one of those, I am 100% knocking on that door. Just mm-hmm. to shake their hand. Yeah. Joe, I've seen you a couple times uh, out in Los Angeles doing uh, stand-up shows, mm-hmm. uh, sort of these, you know, events that are like on a patio, someone's backyard, a bar. Are right, you working yeah. on something in particular? <laughs> like, are you working well, towards something? Things are going well, as you... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no, I, um, well, I'm, I, I've been in the writer's room for Hacks for the last few months, so like... I really can only like get out and work on stand up at sort of these outdoor shows that you're describing. So, uh, but yeah, I'm hoping to I'm hoping 2023 I can shoot a, a new special. That's the goal. Oh, okay, so you're working towards yeah. an hour, as they say in the biz. An hour, yes, exactly. One thing I like I always hear people talk about in comedy is like people say, oh, you know, when you're a comedian in L.A., you're not going to know if a joke is funny because those crowds are, are too kind. you got to get on the road. you got to go to the middle of the country. <laughs> and one thing I would say is, now that I've been in L.A. and I've seen these rooms, they don't seem like particularly good rooms. Like I said, like they're often outside. There's sometimes not that many people there. Yeah, um, you have to pause for, like, the police helicopter to <laughs> <laughs> fly over. Yeah, That's right. Flying, flying low, but at least you get the spotlight, you know. Yes, That's exactly. Nice. Yeah. Um, so is that is that a thing that you believe to be true, or is that just sort of? Nice? I've never found it. I've never found the problem to be like the crowds are too nice. I feel like um, for the most part, the crowds are people who like have just left work, and going to a show is just more work for them. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're in the industry, so it's not like a. It's not a crowd of people like trying to just enjoy a night off and like experience live entertainment. It's more like, oh, maybe this person I can sign them or talk to you. You know what I mean? It's just like it's just a weird industry town. So I do prefer to like try stuff out when I'm on the road. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't really get up at a lot of the clubs either when I do. It's like hit or miss for sure. It's better. I like I like going to, you know, the heartland. Yeah, that, that's yeah. right. Well, now that I've seen you at a couple of your shows, Joe, I would love to sign you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, let's talk. Well, let's see. <laughs> right. Let's see if you're good. Yes, you know? well, that's what we're about to find out. So a quick bit of housekeeping before we get started. If you have topics for a future show, email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at isthisgoodpod. Subscribe on YouTube. Review us on your podcasting apps. That helps a lot. And remember to tell a friend or family member about the show. Why? Because they're going to love it. Uh, Joe, the premise of the show is very simple. I'm going to give you a topic, and you tell me if it's good. Does okay. that sound okay? Yeah, and you're going to chime in, I hope. It's not just a, a one-way It's just student. a monologue. It's just oh, a, okay. All right. I didn't, it's just a sort of, this is your Spalding Grace swimming to Cambodia. <laughs> All right. So. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Un- unfortunately, yeah, your, your monologue is going to be about bathroom attendance. So mm. here we go. Sam C. asks, bathroom attendance, are they good? Joe, do you feel like they add that touch of class you're looking for when you go out to um, one of these famous Hollywood restaurants? Um, absolutely not. It's a, it's like a hard not good. Like it's the truly like as far back as I can remember, I found it to be like the weirdest job you could possibly have. You're like a professional loiterer in <laughs> a bathroom, and you just stand there while people like, uh, you know remove waste from their body you're just standing around when people are like pissing and shitting or whoever like whatever else they're doing in there and then like i i feel like it just preys on people's guilt and shame that like they you give money to them because it's like i'm sorry you had to stand so close to that (laughs) you know do you feel guilted into giving money well i try not to engage I'm just know, like, know, I'm like, hard, I, I, I can't, I like, I don't need 14 different colognes. Like I'm, I'm opting out. Like if I needed a lot of cologne ASAP, I would maybe use it and then, uh, you know, hand over some cash. But if I'm just like peeing and washing my hands, it's like, I, like, you don't get any money from me. Like that's that I can handle this. And the worst is like when you do it and you're trying to just like stay out, not, not start a conversation you wash your hands and then they hand you a towel and it's like okay well now i'm indebted to you for this towel (laughs) right but then they're like i'm not like really a germaphobe but then there is a part of me that's like i've just washed my hands you've given me a towel and now i've got to go like pull a wallet out out of my butt area and hand you cash which is very (laughs) dirty which like i would be like i need to wash my hands again like it would just be this never-ending cycle if i do engage so i don't give money and i just hope that people who are richer and more guilt-ridden than me can like you know pay my part i'm I'm hoping someone else i'm basically pitching the movie pay it backwards i'm hoping someone (laughs) after me will pay this person because i'm not doing it (laughs) Yeah, I've never really thought of the location of your wallet as butt area versus penis area, but I uh, guess that is that is the division. So you're you're not using the cologne because when you go into the bathroom, you're already wearing um, a thick mist of dab. I'm already yeah, exactly. And <laughs> and then I just like I always wonder like the people who do use that just like coming back from the bathroom and sitting down. The people you're with must know that you've just sprayed yourself in the bathroom with lots like a full yeah, layer of new cologne it's like it's so strange i'm like you like i try to try to avoid um i'm not using any of their products but 
the thing that is hard to devo- avoid, like you mentioned, is the hand washing process. Mm-hmm. So the key is like you finish peeing, you got to go over and t- you got to turn that knob. You got to turn the faucet right away before they get. Oh, to before it. they get then, to it, you're right. Then they're gonna try to squeeze the uh, the hand soap on your hand, but there's usually you know a standard hand soap you can get to, but. Mm-hmm. The paper towel is almost unavoidable. Like, how how are you going to get from the sink to I the know. Uh, and they're usually the dispenser. they're sort of blocking it often. That's right. They don't want it's they, it's like when you buy razors at the pharmacy. They're they're not going to let anyone have access to that. <laughs> right, right. It's bad. And uh, what I've noticed too is that the the love of the game is gone too. At the last mm. few places I've been, preach, with bath- Joe, preach. bathroom attendants, they're just looking at their phones. It's like, well, then I'm definitely not like at least be engaged. At least like make me feel bad. I definitely don't feel bad if you're just like watching Joe Rogan on your phone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. AirPods have been a big advancement for the bathroom attendant. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, community. But it's true. It's like I can see. Um, I don't know, like, let's say you're a regular at some fancy restaurant or something, and you're having a bad day, and you're crying in the bathroom. You know, maybe the, the bathroom attendant could be there to offer uh, a sympathetic ear, but mm-hmm. if they are just looking at their phone, then it does sort of defeat the perp- the hospitality purpose, which I assume is why they're there they're in the there first, in the first place. place. Exactly, yeah. No, I, I think um, it is there to make places feel fancy, and it's, like, we don't, I don't know, it just seems like a... It just feels like a remnant from a different time. It's like it's it's not it's not Great Gatsby era anymore. Like we don't need this. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny because I always thought that bathroom attendants were the sign of a quote unquote classy restaurant. But it is sort of like um, like a rich man poor man thing. Like they're also at dive bars too. And I think when they're at or, or like shitty clubs. Uh-huh. And when they're in a fancy restaurant, it's like it's a hospitality thing. We want to offer you this fancy cologne or, or whatever. But when it's in a dive bar or a shitty club, it feels like it's there to keep an eye on everyone. Yes. And it's make like sure no making... one's... <laughs> to break up no fights or no one's fucking or like no one's trying to like rip a urinal off the wall out of like, you know, drunken anger. Yeah. So it's, uh, that's a different vibe. And I, you know what? I feel safer at places <laughs> with, it. with those guys. Yeah. That's so, true. It's a two way street. I, I will say that, like, I'm always tempted uh, by the, like, gum and mint section. But again, Mm -hmm. I don't want to engage. But it does make me think that, like, maybe we can look forward to a world. I mean, I'm sort of picturing an idyllic sort of universe where we don't have bathroom attendants, but there is sort of gum and mints at the ready at every bathroom. (laughs) And you can trust that no one's, like done awful stuff to those mints that everyone just like can like use these mints and like it'd be tr- like trusting in it you know well we do have vending machines so i think that kind of that could solve the problem i no, mean i guess free mints. For... i want free mints oh, these for are everyone free mints. usually yeah. the free mints are at the front where the host stands i know yeah, no. there, there should be more free there. mints just everywhere i think one thing that we could employ is like the um the mouthwash dispenser uh-huh. I don't know why I associate this with funeral homes because I don't know there's a funeral <laughs> home back in Montreal where they had like you know because I guess you're maybe you're bereaved and you didn't have time to brush your teeth that day but you will be interacting with a lot of people uh-huh. and it just has those mini little like Dixie cups and then you kind of put it under and it automatically goes like that I don't uh, see why we can't cool. have that anymore. I mean places. I've never heard of that that's, a, that's very cool yeah you so don't go to enough those... funerals in Montreal Joe. <laughs> I know <laughs> 
I guess not. Uh, do, do they have like a, a row of um, like middle tier colognes as well? <laughs> Just to, you know, you're, uh, like I haven't brushed my. It's M3. a scent. It's a scent free environment usually. Oh, okay. You don't you don't want to upset people. Uh, JD, where are you on this one? Yeah, I'm a hundred percent good. Bathroom what? attendance? It's just wow. more service for me. And it's, sorry, what? You're being handed a paper towel with by a bathroom attendant? What kind of bathrooms are you frequenting? It's got to be a real towel. No, I was, I was, I was saying a, uh, like a hand towel. Yes. I yeah, mean, like an actual towel. You, like, no, there's none of this dispensing of the towel at the Zanzibar, which is the weirdest place I've ever seen. Uh, Zanzibar, Joe, is a strip club in Toronto that I uh, used to frequent. Mm-hmm. And suddenly they decided to put a bathroom attendant there. It was very strange. It's basically like a fast food uh, bathroom. But there was a guy there in a tux all of a sudden one day. And I was like, oh, okay, this is fine. But, you know, uh, I like it. I like being handed stuff and just the small chit-chat and stuff. The only thing I don't like about it is that uh, we kind of talked about this last time, but I don't like peeing when people are around me. So I don't like to be watched. Well, that's his, that's while... his very job. <laughs> I, I know. That's the problem. Wow. So I, I, I have to go to a stall. And one thing I will also say about bathroom attendants, when you walk into that bathroom, if they're doing their job, it's spotless in there. Yeah, but equally, you could just hire a janitor that comes in once every ten minutes. Someone, someone with a bucket and a mop. Someone with the with the tools to keep it clean. The bathroom attendant has the tools. You've know. been to I, Vegas. You've seen them in there. You reminded me of the weirdest bathroom attendant placement that I can remember, which was there was a short-lived comedy club in um, New York in the Meatpacking District called Comics with an X, and um, hey, and. I don't know what happened, but, like, they decided to open a sort of secondary, smaller room in the basement. So there was the main stage and then, like, a smaller room for, like, more, you know, experimental or, like, uh, you know, open Mikey type shows for, like, up-and-comers. And that show was in that, – that room was in the basement literally next to the bathrooms. So – the comic club is trying to, you know, portray itself as kind of, you know, high class or whatever. So there was a bathroom attendant, but he was right next to the like worst shows the c- club had to offer. So it was just like all these like broke comics going in there like over and over again. And so you just like be interacting with this poor guy in a suit, like dressed way better than anyone at the show, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, just like not paying him 20 times a night. It was really uncomfortable. And when the comics go in, you know they're taking massive anxiety dumps. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and then and then going on stage and being like, uh, "What's the deal with bathroom attendants?" Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> the guy pulls out one of his AirPods. He's like, "The fuck you said?" <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, I think I think definitely the best bathroom attendant move is when they are super engaged and they're treating it like an air traffic controller, and they're just like, "You okay? That stall's open. Oh, you uh, go yes. there." You, yes. Yes. You know? Um, but Joe, before the show starts, we poll people on Twitter just to see where, you know, oh, in general spirits at. So the results of this one, I, I don't know if there's ever been such a landslide vote in anything we've done on the show before. But 89% of people say bathroom attendants are not good. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, that, that doesn't surprise me because I think it just honestly gives people anxiety. People kind of panic. I don't panic. I- <laughs> You're a cool customer. No, All I right. love it. Next topic. 
K. David and Tom H. ask, leaving a party without saying goodbye. Is this good? The old Irish goodbye. Let me start by asking you this, J.D., as an Irishman. <laughs> can, we say, can we say Irish goodbye? Uh, yes, of course. Of course, okay. yes, yes. You can't say anything um, these days, you know? <laughs> you, can't say, you can't say French exit. Yeah. You can't say Dutch. What are all these? It's just like a bunch of European nations being like, no, you're rude. Right. Like, I don't know. No, I, I you, tried to pin you fart under a no. blanket. <laughs> Um, so, Joe, where are you on this one? Uh, you leave without uh, saying goodbye when you go to a party? Absolutely good. Good, 100%. No one cares. It's a party. No one's thinking about you. It's a it's a sign of narcissism, I think, to think, okay. like, oh, I have to tell the person I'm leaving. Like, it's like, no, they, like, that person's busy hosting a party. Like, they don't care. But what about to say thank you? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm out of here. If it's, like, on the way out, sure. But it, that's also implied to me. Or you can text the next day. Like, wow, what a party. 100% agree. The next day text is actually much nicer because then it shows that the positive effects of the party have lingered into the next morning. Yeah. Fair. I think um, there's only two scenarios where it's absolutely necessary. Okay. To say goodbye to the host if you're at a party. If you're the last one there... Can you imagine leaving without saying goodbye and you're like, like, you know, you're like helping clean up and then you just bounce? That would be hilarious. So you can't do that. And if you're the first person there and you're leaving before another person makes it, you've got to, mm. you've got to say something. But otherwise, right, yeah. it does not matter. So you're yeah. basically saying if you're alone. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what about, so you don't feel like fealty to the host to say thank you when you leave. But what about your friends? What about the people you came, came with? Um, again, it, it's sort of like maybe this is uh, maybe this is just because of my own sort of privilege as a married <laughs> man. But like, I yeah, I don't feel like I need to say goodbye to anyone unless I'm like <laughs> like on the way out. I'll say goodbye to people. But like, like no one's concerned about my well-being. You know what I mean? Like perhaps if I were in my twenties and I was worried about. Uh, a girl in our friend group leaving unexpectedly, I might be nervous and I would hope that she would let us know if we all came as a group or, or vice versa, you know, like just like there's a sort of like communal safety in that scenario. But like once you get older and everyone's sort of accounted for, like no one, again, no one cares. So you're saying that now that you're married, divorce is the only goodbye that is necessary <laughs> yeah. to give. Yeah, and when I get divorced, when I get divorced, uh, that's going to be an Irish goodbye, too. I'm just going to dig. She won't even know. I think if you if you are the host, like people think, oh, it's so rude to say goodbye, uh, to, to not say goodbye to the host and thank them. But if you're the host, let's say you have 15, 20 people over. Do you want to spend the back half of the party saying goodbye to people and no. being constantly interrupted when you're when you're trying to engage your guests like i'm sorry to pull you away for a second just wanted to say such a lovely evening and also right. the good goodbye chat oh, is the on. smallest of small talks like mm -hmm. there's nothing to say except it was great yeah bye and you, and you and that gets extended over like 5 minutes um, so, J.D., I, I take it you're against this, and it's an affront to your people? <laughs> it's an affront to my people. I, with the people that you're with, I am fine with, See, like, not saying goodbye. You just leave. But the host of the party, I think that you, you're selling me this line that 
I'm doing them a favor by not saying bye and thank you for having me at your house. I think that's just not <laughs> – it's just not it's – not, it's just, just kind of rude. I do get the – sure, yeah, I text them. It also depends on the, the type of party. That's what I was also, about to say. Yeah, I mean I, I guess I'm picturing a big party. If it's a dinner party – yeah, you gotta say goodbye. I mean, it's true. If you invite, like, let's say, two couples over to your house, and one of them leaves without saying goodbye, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't assume they've gone. I would assume they're like they're lost somewhere. The they're lost somewhere in my five hundred. I don't know though. Party. If I was the host, I'd be like, "That was cool. That was cool." <laughs> I looked up; they were gone. I was like, "Wow, that, that's impressive." I also want to be. I want to be begged to stay. Oh, don't go. Uh, no, I don't want that. I don't. That's that's that. I wrote that down as one of my reasons to leave, because it, if you're like, let's say you're the times when I've Irish goodbye most are in my slightly younger days when I was getting much, you know, drinking much more than I am now. Yeah. And, you know, when you you feel yourself tip over into that point where you're like, uh oh. I'm too drunk to be mm -hmm. out amongst people now. You yeah. usually you just want to get over. the help. That's the moment. And you've like basically yeah. fallen over. So you're looking at the ceiling going, um, maybe I should leave. Um, I don't want to be convinced to stay. And I don't want to have a slurry worded conversation where I'm like, I, I got to go. I called the Uber, you know. What, what? So I think like if you know you want to leave, you know you want to leave. Not, yeah. No one's going to say anything to convince you to stay. Right. Just go. Except Just go. for... Shots. We're doing shots, Matt. Yeah, even fucking even worse. <laughs> yeah. Sixty-nine. Nice percent of people say leaving a party without saying goodbye is. What do you think, Joe? Good. Correct. All right. Yes. Yes. So you're winning. You're winning at this game. Thank you. Great. JD, I guess you're you're the only one bringing a, a, a touch of old world class with hey, bathroom attendants and shaking people's hands as you're <laughs> departing. I'm older than dirt. All right, next one. This one comes from Subdued Noodles on Instagram. He asks, tarot cards, are they good? What are tarot cards? Maybe I'll, I'll start there. A deck consists of 78 cards broken down into two categories, which, JD, say them with me. Major Arcana and Minor Arcana, okay? We all knew that. Mm -hmm. Moving on. Dates back to uh, 14th century Europe. The cards are a tool of divination to help you tap into your own intuition and the wisdom of the universal energy that guides your life. And just in explaining this, Joe, I think you're going to be very into it. That's my guess. <laughs> um, uh, where are you on this one? I might shock you. I think overall uh, tarot cards are good. I have no. I, I, I find them to be like adjacent to um, astrology, but they're, mm -hmm. there's a more like human to human connection with it that like. Um, I, I may have been more cynical in years past, but my wife loves doing Zoom tarot card readings with her friends and finds a lot of, uh, like, insight. Like, she, like, I don't think she's, like, like, changing her life to match things that are said in these um, sessions, but I do think that it's just, like, like, gypsy therapy. You know what I mean? It's just, like, someone <laughs> sort of, like, like, it is, like, an intuitive thing and just sort of, like, helping people figure out sort of dilemmas in their life and there's like yeah some sort of chaos involved with the cards but like i don't i don't see any bad with it other than 
like the type of person who might like literally try to like listen to closely to these uh fortune telling sessions and like try to like change fate in some way and those like 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 dictate their lives through what they're told in in like the card sessions but like if you have a, a healthy relationship with with what it is i think it's fine i think it's good so your wife isn't standing over your shoulder now with the sword card right now <laughs> yeah <you. laughs> no oh no the hangman joe the hangman beware you know what's interesting uh, is like like she gets annoyed because when she does tarot card readings um stuff about me comes up and i get after the fact she'll be like oh she said something good's gonna happen with your career in the beginning of next year and it's like great i mean i didn't even i didn't have to well, sit what, through what that. card what card brings you up is it uh perhaps the fool and i say that oh in the, thank you the, you're that's not the, pejorative the, yeah it's not pejorative no no in, in I'm, I'm sort a of uh, comedians fool. have yeah. come from you know the jester yeah. <laughs> the jester know. community yeah jester yeah, hive stand totally. up i mean i come from a long line of of professional fools yeah that's right i mean you're probably not the magician i don't know you know i am a multi-hyphenate so <laughs> one thing that i found interesting is that I, I didn't know this but tarot cards are just playing cards like that's they started as like a game like just like we have our regular playing mm -hmm. cards and then they morphed into this um you know, fortune telling device. That's cool because it like it makes me think that maybe in eight hundred years, like people will be playing cards against humanity, but it'll be like <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like a fortune telling, like you know, sort of mystical way. Ah, you you have got the douchebag card. <laughs> <laughs> or or you know what? It's it's seven hundred years. What if people are like doing this with Pokemon cards and they're mm. like. Oh no, you pulled the Charmander. Yeah. That's a uh, ter fire terrible card. news for you. Um, the one thing that confused me with tarot cards is if they are just like regular cards, why are they always so big? Like they're like novelty size. I guess it's just because you have to see the, the imagery I going think that, on. It might there. be artwork that... involved. I, I, mm. will, I will say my mom this is like one of my earliest memories and it's like something that like haunts me to this day but my mom had a, a deck of tarot cards from her like grandmother great-grandmother they were like very old very like precious and i had been uh reading lots of x-men comics at the time mm -hmm. and my favorite x-man um at that period in my life was gambit so anytime I could find like a deck of cards, I would like throw them around my house <laughs> like Gambit. And I found her tarot cards and we're just like flinging them around. I think like seven or eight of them must have flown into like the air conditioning vents of our house. And I lost like half the deck and oh she was so God. mad at me, like justifiably so. And like, I just like, I've never forgiven myself because they were like very, they were like a family heirloom and I was pretending to be gambit all over my house <laughs> and destroyed this like link to her like you know grandmother so um that's a flew amazingly oh like, they were yeah because they had like the right thickness i was just like Phew. yeah yeah they're 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 bomb did you ever get into that like ricky j shit where you can like throw a card into a watermelon rind no but um you know i i have a i'm on a hiatus right now so maybe i'll get into that this week where would you rank tarot cards because i actually think i'm not into like a, a lot of this 
you know, fortune telling stuff. But I do think tarot cards are probably the best one because the art is actually interesting to look at. And it is more like um, sometimes when the problem's staring you straight at the face, your, you know, your own problem, it's hard to attack it. But if yeah. you can see it in a card in like an oblique way, that may help you recognize something in your life. So I think it's, it's a really combination. Like, it's like the art is cool. Like, and there's like, uh, there's a spectrum, right? There's like kind of lame ones and then like really intricate sort of medieval ones. And then like one can be good at it. Like there is a whole element of like showmanship. So like, like there are people right. who are very good at the reading and the sort of um, you know the the the, for, the storytelling element of of the reading. So like if you have a combination of cool cards and a good reader, like how how can that not be good? But mm. that but because it's a spectrum, there's an argument if you get shitty cards and a shitty reader it's not going to be a good experience so i guess like many things i hate to say it i know this is a sort of binary show offensive um <laughs> i think it might depend i think it might depend what about a ouija board have you ever used a ouija board i have not i couldn't get into it because like at least like like there's a mystical sort of uh there's a mystical element to tarot cards like the, i couldn't get into Ouija boards because it's like, uh, like Hewlett Packard, not Hewlett Packard. What's the company? That <laughs> Hasbro. Hasbro. <laughs> it's like what? So like, wait. So there's like a miss. Like Hasbro has an in with like the dark forces of the universe. As I just couldn't get it. It was like the fact that it was branded. I was like, this sucks. No way. <laughs> yeah, it's like the same. The guy's making Candyland. Uh, then he's making the little tokens for Connect Four, and then he's yeah. like, and "All right, then, devil, get get right. in this box that's you know manufactured in China." Um, I I think Ouija board is my next favorite after tarot cards because I like the the interactivity. I like pushing the thing around. Um, but I think like if I go rapid fire through the rest of them, like anything with a crystal ball, I'm out. Yeah. Palmistry, like looking at my palm. Nope. No. I mean, I have tiny hands. I don't I don't think my hands could possibly tell my full story. <laughs> um, tea leaves? The fuck? What is that? I don't know. I, I that, that seems sort of out of my purview. Couldn't tell you. Do you at least get to drink the tea? Is that how it works? Great question. You drink the tea and then it's... Uh... I yeah, is it, the fortune teller are they dry? The are these are these dry or wet leaves? I've never known. I, yeah, I always assumed it was just sort of tea left at the bottom, and you drink the tea. Yeah, they must be pissed at matcha because that's just like a powder, so you yeah. can't you can't even read those. Uh, and JD, who's pissed in this scenario? The tea leaves. <laughs> <laughs> you said they must be pissed. I don't know who you're. Are the people in the tea leaf reading community, Joe. Oh, I see, I see, I see. The, uh, your your augurers. <laughs> um, uh, tarot cards, Ouija boards, any kind of fortune telling, JD. Is it uh, good? Is it? I, no, it's not good to me. Uh, I don't like anything mystical. You know me. Uh, but you know, Joe. Joe, is it your wife? Is, is she giving the readings or is she receiving the? Readings? She's receiving them. Okay. Um, it's sort of like a indulgence that she lets herself uh, experience like three or four times a year with her friends. I stay out of it entirely, and then occasionally will be told something good is going to happen to me, right. which is maybe right. the, why I like it because I think she might withhold 
any sort of bad news. <laughs> bad stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's maybe I'm realizing it's like, wait, I'm only hearing good things. So yeah, that's why maybe why I think it's good. Well, 81% of people say tarot cards are, Joe, what do you think? Good or I'm, not good? I bet they're going to say not good. You're right. Mm. Haters, Joe. Haters. Yeah, I think don't probably, know. I don't know you that well, but I'm, I'm guessing you're someone that tends to see perhaps um, more of the negative in life than the positive. Mm. Mm-hmm. So to have someone, you know, come out of a Zoom meeting going, fortune favors you, Joe, man. Yeah, right. It's nice. <laughs> that's a yeah. nice, that's a nice is. thing to Feels hear. Feels good. Um, all right, before we get into the next topic, just a, a quick bit of backstory. So, Joe, over Thanksgiving, I was in the more rural parts of Massachusetts and rented an Airbnb. And uh, when I was going there, I realized the check-in time is 4 p.m., which is rather late, let's be honest. Yeah. So we were going to be there earlier, so I sent them a message on Airbnb saying, hey, if it happens to be ready earlier, please let me know we're going to be there earlier. Guy writes back, says, you can come at 3 First of all, what? Yeah, thank wow, you. Wow, thank you. Um, <laughs> it's like if you if you're going for one night and you're checking in at four and you're leaving at nine in the morning. Thank you for letting me spend you know yeah. a good fourteen hours in in this home <laughs> that I paid for. Um, anyways, he says yes, uh, we can get it ready for you. Housekeeper is working diligently. Just make sure that you leave a tip before you go. So I read this and I'm like. What the fuck is going? Because obviously you're paying a cleaning fee when you go to an Airbnb, yeah. and I'm wondering, do they tell everyone this, or is it just that I set them off by, by pressuring the cleaner to work, you know, faster? So I'm kind of stewing over this. Then we get to the actual Airbnb, and there is a sign right when you walk in on the kitchen counter that says "Tips for our cleanings team, thank you." And there was also, in addition to this, like a little Sadaka box style mm-hmm. thing. Um, that said, like, uh, like some clever joke on it, like, the real trickle-down economy. So there was, like, multiple places for you to be leaving tips for the dry cleaner. Uh, not the dry cleaner, the cleaning staff at the Airbnb. So the question is, the wet tipping cleaner. the cleaning... <laughs> yeah, the wet cleaner. <laughs> uh, tipping the cleaner at an Airbnb. Is this good? Um... No, it's not. It's not, and it's not the it's not the cleaning person's fault. This is a gripe I've had actually, and why I've stopped using Airbnbs entirely is because um, the cleaning fees are never included in the overall price. You're always sort of like stunned at the end that there's like a secondary mm-hmm. charge, but um, not to mention the service fee, which also yes, gets. I mean, on. all of it is crazy, but like my thing is like. I will before I even get into this. I will say I always tip at hotels. Always, always, always. Okay. Um, because like I'm not treating it like any place I would actually live. You know what I mean? Like I'm stumbling back from wherever I am. I'm ordering Domino's. I'm eating on the bed. I'm just like a, a disgusting freak at hotels. And so like on t- so it's just like I this is sort of like a, a bathroom attendant dynamic where I'm like I don't normally live like this. But it's a hotel. You're just gonna bleach all this stuff. It doesn't matter. But like here, for... hey, hey, bathroom attendant. I don't normally shit like this at home. Yeah, okay, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean that. Like truly, if I, like, if I could shit in a bathroom at a restaurant the way I sort of live in the temporary space of being in a hotel room, it would be like a huge mess, and I would pay that person to have to endure. Okay, understood. That. Okay, gotcha. Um, no, but I, like, I just, 
like I always, I always, always, always. It doesn't matter like how short or long the trip is at a hotel. I will leave money because it's like it's a shitty job, and they, they, I doubt they get paid enough. So like that's the dynamic there. But like with these Airbnbs, they. The thing I always resent the most is like you go there, they have all these rules in their house because it's their house. Like, like, and then you pay a, a, a cleaning fee, but then they also ask you to like wash all the dishes and put them away and like make the bed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fuck mm-hmm. you. No, if I'm paying a pay, if I'm paying a cleaning fee, like I'm gonna fuck this place up a little bit, and it should be a tiered. I was thinking about this. It should be a tiered system based on how like dirty you leave the place. Like if I do what you ask and like wash the dishes and put them away and make the bed then like my cleaning fee should be like minimal to the point that i would feel necessary to leave a tip for the cleaning staff but you know what i mean if and if i fuck the place up then yeah give me the full price cleaning fee you know but like if i'm gonna like if i'm just gonna leave your place as like nice as i left it like i'm not like you should i shouldn't pay a cleaning fee to start and i'm definitely not tipping the people who you have this arbitrary like cleaning duty i i i i'm realizing i I hate airbnb more than like any other app any other establishment uh well so first of all i totally agree with you and also just this idea that oh like this is our house treat it like you would your own Mm -hmm. that's becoming less and less true because it used to be airbnb was like hey uh, i'm traveling this week for work so hey you could stay in my house if you want yeah but now it's like they're just buying rental properties and they're just renting them out they don't live there though they never step foot there it's It's like like you're walking in and opening the closet and seeing their wardrobe so it's just it's basically like a hotel it's like you walk in it is like a hotel and but like at least at hotels you can like call down and ask for like chicken fingers or whatever you know what i mean like like this like these places you like walk around there's like nothing in the cabinets there's like there's nothing to do like often like the cable the apple tv doesn't work because no one actually lives there you got to log in with your own login then you know like i'm gonna forget to log out now everyone's gonna have access to my Crunchyroll subscription actually i the only thing i like about airbnbs is when they have like a like a fire tv or an apple tv and <laughs> yeah, and they like you see the queue of like you see like what what the people before you've been watching on youtube and it's always like severely fucked up like conspiracy <laughs> videos and stuff and you're like wow 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 this is uh people are strange so in this case i had to what did i have to do i had to wash all the dishes i had mm-hmm. to collect all the garbage and it was a home so like if you threw one thing out in the in the bathroom trash right. and one thing in the bedroom trash and then in the kitchen trash had to collect all, all those out then i'm reading the instructions it's like take the garbage bag go down the stairs go across the lawn you will see a garage behind the garage there will be a door open the door there will you know and i still have to do all that plus play the pay the cleaning fee did i also tip yes because i don't know i felt cowed into it of and course you did. and then after all that you're getting raided I'm getting rated, but then listen to the review. I wrote down the review. Just got it yesterday, actually. It said, we enjoyed hosting that, communication was easy, and the house was left in mint condition. He's giving me credit for leaving the house in mint condition. <laughs> yeah. Not not the, I mean, like, honestly, the house was in mint condition. Like, It seems like I mean, you should be getting a tip of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the real trickle-down economy, Joe. Uh, 
Also, I should say that one incident that did happen at this Airbnb is I actually met the cleaner because I believe she lived, it was like a duplex, I believe she lived below. And one time we were coming back uh, like from lunch and then I hear a voice from behind me on the stairs going like, excuse me, excuse me. I turn around and there's a woman standing there. She's like, can I come in? And I'm like, no, what? She's like, oh yeah, sorry, I'm the cleaner. And I'm like, still about to be like, no, that's for when we're not here. And then she's like, yeah, I don't know if you heard noises last night, but uh, I set up a squirrel trap in the attic. There's a hole in there, and a lot of squirrels are coming in. So um, uh, I'm just going to go check if the squirrel's there. So I'm like, I okay. Okay. Next thing I know, she's opening, like, um, there was a door with a, a padlock on it. So she unlocks the padlock, goes up to the attic, comes down with a squirrel, live squirrel in the cage. It's, like, rattling around in there. She's like, yep, yep, got it. You wouldn't have wanted to go to sleep uh, with this struggling up in there. And I'm like, yeah, I guess not. But then the interesting thing is, because the squirrel was Wait, swarming the around, been in that... <laughs> Okay, uh, I was waiting for it to get interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because the squirrel had been in that cage for God knows how long, there was, when she, it was rattling around, there was those t- tiny squirrel shit pellets everywhere on the floor when she left. And then I was like, well, I, it's not like I can wait till I leave for her to clean this up. So then I, I was literally, like, cleaning the floors, too. I was going to say, like, she earned her tip by... Removing the squirrel, but then leaving squirrel feces everywhere makes me want to um, remove the tip from the equation. This yeah. is a... It's the opposite of cleaning. Where was uh, this? It's in, in Western Mass. Western Mass, okay. Wow. Yeah, so it's 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 squirrel it's squirrel country. It's, you know, yeah, okay, Joe? gotcha, gotcha, <laughs> yeah. Uh, JD, where are you on this one? hundred uh, percent not good. Airbnbs, hundred percent not good. Wow. I, and you're that, the best tipper I know, JD. Yeah, I mean the whole point of Airbnb was sort of having a charming experience and somebody's, you know, live like the locals do. And it was originally it was kinda cheaper than going to a hotel. Mm-hmm. Now it's it's double the price yes. in some cases and the 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 airbnbs that are are rentals that have been bought as rentals those are the best airbnbs because i hate staying in somebody's house like where they live like you it's, can smell their smells it's and it's so gross it's so gross <laughs> and not to not to be serious for a second but uh, somewhere like toronto my hometown airbnbs are a goddamn scourge because they just take away cheap cheaper rental affordable rentals from actual families who need a place to live it's like these uh parasitic rich people who like swoop in and buy like six properties and then just churn them out and and they thought they could do that uh forever in perpetuity and like hopefully that they're hopefully that ends and that they're all severely punished for their greed I completely agree. That being said, I do have a lovely rental property up in Ojai. Uh, with a, it's a beautiful orchard. Um, DM me if you'd like to stay there. Uh, not you, Joe, because you're going to make a fucking mess of it, okay? I'm going to fuck that place up, man. I realized as I was talking that I sound like I'm, like, a wild animal. I just, like, I guess... I guess you're I... a squirrel in a cage. I guess I find it gross... To, like it's the only time in my life I let myself like eat in bed, and I find that gross. And so yeah, I it is gross. It is gross. It's fun, though. It is fun. And so like I feel <laughs> I feel so guilty the next day that I've done this that I will pay a tip just because I like know they have to like, you know, 
like probably clean right. the duvet cover or whatever. Yeah. But you'd feel such a sense of accomplishment knowing you earned the highest tier of cleaning fee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, there is something to it. And that is why I prefer uh, hotels too cuz cuz like everything's sterile. Like if you go to like I mean obviously there are gross hotels and that's like a, it's a whole other uh that's a whole other discussion but like a, a certain level of hotels you, there's just like a level of cleanliness that you know you're walking into and with airbnbs you have no idea how these people live or what what you're going to experience for the time you've paid so much money to <laughs> you know experience i'm like really i'm like losing it if your wife could come in right now and tell you good things are about to happen to <laughs> that would be really helpful for the last uh Back, back quarter of this podcast. Uh, 58% of people say tipping the cleaner at an Airbnb is not good. I'm, I was honestly surprised. Wow, it's it was like 50-50, basically. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Joe, we've got more topics to get to, and we'll explore them now in our gently paced speed round we call The Chaotic Good. First question, Kaj H. asks... Being sad about your professional sports team losing, is this good? So let me ask you, I know you're a big Minnesota Timberwolves fan. Yeah. Um, they do <laughs> lose a lot. Yeah. Um, do you feel, does it affect your mood when they lose? Oh, yeah. It's literally a thing I talk about at therapy is, like, how much <laughs> my, like, mood, my emotions are swayed by how the Timberwolves are doing. And, and they've been bad for my entire adult life. They've been bad since 2003, essentially. So it's like 20 years of my life almost where I've just been like, like miserable for eight months out of the year or whatever. Um, and I'm not saying that's good, but I do feel like it is a part of me and I've earned it. And I have to like wear it with pride almost that like, like as a, there are certain sports franchises where you get to like in almost like uh indulge in that sadness right and like the wolves right. are certainly one of them and so it's like a way of life it's an expectation um and so like i think it's almost good to like live in that instead of being sort of like preposterously uh uh optimistic like you you know the pain you're going to endure uh, so i think it's good if you earn it and I say that because my, my good friend Noah got into basketball literally like two years ago and decided he was a Warriors fan. Oh, okay. okay. And so like his first year of like being a true blue basketball fan, they win the title and he was so happy. And then like <laughs> this year they're like a 500 team and he's like really sad and annoyed and like mad that like Jordan Poole's not playing as well as he did last year whatever whatever and I'm like you don't deserve this you don't get to be sad <laughs> you don't get to be sad you've, you've never you've been a basketball fan for two years and they won the title already with the help of Andrew Wiggins which makes me so sad you know what I mean like so oh, yeah it's uh it's it's uh it, I guess it depends, but I think if you are uh, if you've earned it, it's good. That How long sense. does it take to earn it, Joe? I think you have to be a real fan for ten years, and they have to be bad for more than five. If okay. that makes sense, they have to be right. bad yeah. for a majority of a decade. And now that's if 
if they won the championship in the first year that you decided to like them. So, so say if somebody decided, you know what, the Kings are my team. Mm-hmm. Do they get a? Do they get to get to the that finish line a little quicker? Or that's interesting because they they, I think there's like a built-in sadness there, right? So maybe yes, that's, that's yeah. prorated a bit. Um, <laughs> That's what That's I'm looking a, for, prorated yeah. sadness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you I think you uh you, you buy in a bit, but yeah. uh but then you also have to temper how happy you are. I, I wanna know the level of this. So let's say you're home, you're watching the game, your wife's not home. She comes mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. from a tarot card reading. Mm-hmm. Would she immediately know whether the wolves have won or lost by the way that you greet her at the door? Yeah. And not only that, I think she can tell based <laughs> on um how scared my dogs are acting because oh, no. oh, I know I know I'll like scream I'll scream at the TV and then the dogs like like shake and cower and like leave the room so oh, if they're like shaking angry. in the living room while I'm in the TV room um, like you know ranting about D'Lo then yeah things are bad yeah she could absolutely tell have the tarot cards ever predicted a loss <laughs> I don't think you need tarot cards to <laughs> fair enough to figure out that wolves are going to be bad. Let's say she comes home, but the wolves have won. Uh-huh. Are you as happy as you would be sad if they lost? Yeah, I like like I'll be acting kind of goofy and and uh, you know yes, I'll be like more engaged and talkative for sure. So yeah, it's it's not a um, it's not a healthy way to live, and I. Have yeah. been put on mood stabilizers, I think, to sort of <laughs> affect Damn. these extremes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting that you said you've been talking about this in therapy because I thought your therapy was your stand-up. Oh, certainly not. No, no, no. <laughs> Actually, my uh, therapist's what, what is office she... is across the street from a fancy hotel that sometimes uh, is. It's like a hotel where NBA teams stay. And sometimes, like, during my therapy sessions, I'll, like, watch NBA players, like, load into a bus, and it'll look like I'm, like, lost in thought, and she'll ask me, like, where I just went, and I'll be like, oh, no, I just saw Jeremy Grant. (laughs) It's just like, oh, no, yeah, no, that was uh, O'Shea Gildress Alexander. Uh... Joe, let's do one more. I'm going to give you a choice. You want to talk washing new clothes before you wear them or Uh AI portraits? Oh, wow. Um... Let's talk AI portraits. This just came up this week for me. Okay. Yeah, they've been going around these lens of things. Um, yeah. You basically upload a bunch of pictures to yourself of yourself on this app, and it produces mm. these AI-generated images of you. Um, are they good, Joe? They're bad. They're bad, uh, and I think they're bad because... Um, like, I think all AI art is um, strange and not art and feeding some algorithm that will eventually be used for some uh, some evil that we can't even comprehend right now. I do think that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But on top of it, the thing I hate the most is that like all these portraits are so flattering and that's why yes. people keep posting them is because it's like mm-hmm. all, everyone I've seen makes people look like goddamn like avengers characters or something like everyone looks like a comic book hero and it's um it's embarrassing to be like that thrilled that you know a program was able to like use some basic like photoshop filters on photos you fed it 
to make you look slightly better. Um, so I think it's yeah, bad. And not, not just better, but how? why is AI so horny? Like, you upload <laughs> 10 to 20 pictures of yourself, and no matter what your body looks like, you come out looking like a, like a chesty nymph. Yeah, yeah. You were advocating making shitty AI pictures. Yes, I actually found it. So I use, on my phone, I'll sometimes edit stuff, and I use a program called Video Leap. And Video Leap just added a new function that is its own AI art generator, and it sucks. It is so bad, and it. So I, I put in different, um, key, I put in different um, inputs for for it, and so like one was like because everyone was posting astronaut photos of themselves from the real mm -hmm. AI one. So I did that. I look f fucked up, um, and then. <laughs> A couple of them I wrote. Uh, I put Joe Mandy sexy, and that's the one where I have like uh, two legs that are um, yeah. preposterous. I don't understand posed. the way those legs are going. Me but, neither. Yeah. Um, I typed in Joe Mandy congressman. That's the one at the bottom left. Okay. And I yeah, don't there know. you look like a congressman in that one. I do. I actually like. I just look like a Republican congressman. So like they, that AI did pretty good actually. That yeah, you don't look where... like a sexy Democrat. Joe. You look like a hideous Republican. <laughs> well, I do. I look like a. I look like a Republican from like rural Missouri. And I mean, he's not wrong. Um, but like it's it's a very funny program. I've done it for a few of my friends, and it's not just me. It's like all my friends who um, have enough pre-existing photos on the internet. Like everyone looks terrible. It is so funny. So I'm not being paid by Video Leap AI. I just think that's the way to go because it's funnier for a computer to just like fuck your likeness up and make you like yeah. totally self-conscious. Um, and it's the only thing I've ever done where like I've like put in those I'll get those photos like I've never found myself I've never had I've never like thought of myself as like hot you know but then when I look at those photos and then look at my actual face I'm like oh I'm like I'm a handsome man and that's what you want <laughs> that's right you know what I mean it's like, like swinging with a heavy bat exactly then, when you, you know, when you you're pick up the real bat and you're like oh that's okay. what I like I think Not everyone's so being an idiot doing this lens thing where they look awesome and it's just, it's like the problem with Instagram in general. Like everyone, you're looking at like beautiful photos uh, and this time it's your own likeness that's unachievable and then you feel bad. You look, you tell Video Leap to make you look sexy. You look like a goddamn freak. And then you can go on living knowing that you're not as ugly as what this computer program uh, thinks you look like. Couldn't agree more. Joe, let's get to the last segment of the show. It's <laughs> okay. called Subjective Trivia. Okay. Subjective trivia, it's just like regular trivia, except only I know the answer. Oh, I love this. Okay. Today's question, you are, as we said off the top, you're a comedy writer, mm -hmm. an in-demand comedy writer, mm -hmm. and one of the shows you write on is Hacks. Mm -hmm. So I've pulled five comedy cliches, and what I would like you to do is tell me what is the best of these five awful comedy cliches. Now, I've written my answer on this card here. Okay. And your goal is to So this to is match the, my This answer. is the best one. This is the one that's like, um, I'm mo if this ended up on an episode of TV with my name on it, I'd be most okay with. 
Is that correct? Yeah, you could. That's correct. You could also think of it as like something you might actually not feel horrible about saying in real life. Okay. Um, so just to go through them here, starting. I don't. I don't know if I should do these as uh, line <laughs> readings because I'm a terrible actor. But um, I'll do one. them. I'll do them. I'll do them. Okay. Yeah, okay. Joe. Thank you. Thank you. You're okay. You're the first an actor. one you're on is Modern Family. Yes. Um, okay. The first one is. Uh, I'll show myself out. Okay, number two is, uh, uh, he's standing right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, that's right. You've just been talking shit, and he's right mm -hmm. behind you, Joe. Thanks, Obama. That's number three. Mm -hmm. Uh, yep. I just threw up in my mouth a little. That's number four. <laughs> I think yeah. I actually said that on an episode. Um, and <laughs> so that just happened. Oh, okay. it did just happen. Okay. It did just happen. Mm. Um, so you could talk it out. You can consult JD. Um, while you're thinking again, I'll say it. I'll show myself out. He's standing right behind me, isn't he? Thanks, Obama. I just threw up in my mouth a little. So that just happened. I have an answer, but okay. I would like okay. to... I, but I'm willing to, to talk it out as well. Um, I just think... Reluctantly, but okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm willing to do this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> I just, well, I only, have an answer as well. There's only one that I think you could do in a way that's um, that could like subvert the clicheness of mm -hmm. of the original intent. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Like, I think you could. Yeah, I think there's only one that you could do in a way where it it would not be corny. Okay, JD, what do you think it is? Well, the the least cringy to me is I'll show myself out. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I've heard you s use this. Me personally? Yes, when a bit has sort of fallen flat. Uh, it's possible. I mean, honestly, it's I'm a fucking hack. I've probably used all of these. <laughs> I've, I've never said throw up in my mouth a little bit. The, my answer is something that I do find myself sometimes saying or still will laugh at when someone else is say, says if it's in the right reaction mm. which in a sense when it's not even an appropriate reaction to a thing it's just a phrase that I find for some reason I will smile at even though it is so hacky and dumb but Joe what is it what do you think it is Mine is thanks Obama. I think Joe, it's fucking thanks Obama. Yes. Yes, Joe. I think as time as we get further from the Obama era, mm -hmm. it is a sort of remnant of like it's a it'll just be a sort of like sense memory of people being like sort of vaguely racist and blaming the man or like government for for problems that have you know really have nothing to do with that person or that administration and like i think in scenarios where it's not political or um of the like anachronistic like it wouldn't match up like i think you could say thanks obama in a way where it would make no sense and be very funny yes i completely agree. i think thanks obama is gonna last to the point where like kids will hear it and not know who Obama is. Yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. We and the longer it, it lasts, the funnier it is. The exactly. Lead, yeah, lead. I think there's yeah. lasting power. Like, like, um, and the problem with cliche, but we don't know, right? Because it's like that's the problem with cliches like this. Is like the first couple times any of those were used, 
it was funny. Yeah, exactly. I, I just what I like about it is that people do say it sincere, sincerely. Mm-hmm. Some people in some parts of the country think it's a, a valid insult, yeah, which is right, why yeah, it is right. sort of funny to me. And you know what? I'll even smile at someone saying something, something in Joe Biden's economy. Right. I, you know what? I, yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind it. Um, but Joe, um, man, I'm thrilled that we were aligned. Thanks for coming on. Um, if you've topics, I go by you, I go by Sleepy Joe. <laughs> Dark Mandy. This is the new meme coming out. <laughs> um, if you have topics, tweet them to me at Starters Matt. Email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Joe, uh, where can people find you? Um, I'm basically only on um, Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at Joe Mandy. Uh, I have a website, JoeMandy.com, that has all my Michael Clayton merch. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I have a TikTok. I don't know how to use it. I love TikTok. Yeah. I love watching TikTok. I don't know how to, like, engage. So don't don't follow me there, but just know that I am watching stuff. You're lurking. <laughs> I'm lurking. <laughs> That's right. Um, are, you wor- are you working on anything you want to tease? Um, Hacks, season three, coming soon. Nice. Are, is Ray making a reappearance? Uh, or is that a trade secret? That is a, it is a trade secret, but... Let's just say the, the the signs point to good. Ah, thanks for playing in the binary, Joe. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Joe, thanks so much for coming. For everyone, I'm Matt Austin, and this was good. We'll see you next week. Bye.